Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. I want you to know this, that the soul is not the innermost being at all. The Bible speaks of belly, our innermost being, out of your belly, out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. It's the spirit that's the innermost being. It's not the soul that's born again. The saving of the soul is a process. Welcome to Rhema for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on how you can be led by the Spirit of God. Find out more next on Rhema for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. And so eternal life which is the life and the nature of God is imparted to our spirits when we're born again. It isn't imparted to our souls. It isn't imparted to our bodies. You remember 2 Corinthians 5, 17 said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. But somebody said, what about our soul? Isn't our soul saved when we're born again? No, your soul's not saved when you're born again. Now, a lot of people are calling their soul their spirit, and they'll say, well, you know, there were so many souls saved last night. Well, no, they weren't. <laughs> there are a lot of Christians that's been saved and filled with the Holy Ghost for 50 years whose souls are not saved yet. Does that surprise you? Well, I'm going to get you out of it, man. I'm going to give you some scripture to prove it. There are many Christians, even born again, filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues that lived and died without their souls ever being saved. Said, did they go to heaven? Certainly, because they were children of God. Their spirits, they had the witness of the Spirit to their spirits. Here's a verse of Scripture in James 1.21. I want you to know this, that the soul is not the innermost being at all. The Bible speaks of belly, our innermost being, out of your belly, out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. It's the spirit that's the innermost being. It's not the soul that's born again. The saving of the soul is a process. This epistle of James was written to Christians. It wasn't written to sinners. And in the very first chapter, James 1.21, he said here, because he calls them, he's, he calls people here brethren, you see, in this chapter of James, first chapter, and so on. So he went on to say, receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. In other words, he's saying these people are not, their souls are not saved yet. That used to bother me before I found out the difference between spirit and soul. That used to bother me, you know. I mean, you know, why would James say that? Now again, I want to emphasize this. You look into that first chapter of James and to show you that we're not just taking the verse out of the setting and make it say something because you can do that sometime that read of the scripture didn't say. Let's read the whole context. Let's start back into the 18th verse and read several verses here. Of his own will begat he us. Begat means begotten or born of his own will, of the will of God, we're born with the word of truth. That we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. 
We're new creatures in Christ Jesus. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, see, he's writing to beloved brethren, not sinners. Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Now, verse 22. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. And he goes on there. I want to read all that to establish the fact that he is talking to Christians. He's writing to born-again, spirit-filled Christians. Now, what's he saying to them? Well, you see, a man's spirit, the innermost man, the spirit, received eternal life and he is born again. But his intellect and his emotions, which constitute his soul, or which compose his soul, still have to be dealt with. They are not born again. But they can be renewed. Remember Romans 12 2 said, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. When your mind gets renewed with the word of God, then you'll think in line with what God's word said. The 23rd Psalm speaks of our soul being restored. A man's spirit's never restored, it's born again. But his soul is saved or born again or restored when his mind becomes renewed with the word of God. The greatest need of the church today some people think it is that we need more money. That's not the, that may be one need, but that's not the greatest need. Some people think the greatest need is more education. Well, we're not opposed to education. Thank God for education, but that's not the greatest need. Some people think that the greatest need is maybe a more polished minister, but that might help, but that's not the greatest need. Some folks think that the greatest need is to, a, a better choir and a... And it may be a more comfortable church and a more comfortable pew, but no, no. The greatest need of the church is to have their minds renewed with the Word of God. It's to get a renewed mind. Amen. Now, you see, this verse said here in Paul... Paul said in, first, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 that we've already quoted, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things become new. That's this man on the inside, our spirits. Jesus said in John 3, 6, That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. It's our spirits that are born again. And we contact the spiritual world by our spirit. We contact the mental world with our soul. If any man's in Christ, he's a new creature. It's our spirit, the inward man, that becomes a new man and a new creature in Christ Jesus. He's saying that the inward man, not the outward man, has become a new man. You have the same body that you had before you became a new Christian, new, new creature. But the man on the inside has become a new man in Christ. Now what we must learn to do is to let that new man on the inside of us dominate us and we, with that new man, control the flesh and do something with their bodies like Romans 12, 1 said, Wherefore I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your body unto God, a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. 
And then not only are you to do something with your body, but you are to do something with your minds. How was it that James say here by the Spirit of God that the soul was to be saved? He said by receiving the engrafted word with meekness. That word will change your thinking. That word will renew your mind. That word will restore your soul. Hallelujah. Now then, I like another translation on this verse. That therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. One translation says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, there is a new self. A new self. We sometimes in church circles hear people talking about dying out to self. Well, you really don't find any such a statement as that in the Bible, and it's confusing to use those kind of statements. We don't need to die out to self. We need to crucify the flesh. That's really what they mean, but why don't we say what we mean instead of confusing people? You see, this new self that's a new man, we need to let him dominate. We need to crucify the flesh. We need to present our bodies to God, a living sacrifice. And again, Paul in Romans talks about crucifying yourself. That's something that you do. That's not something God does. Now, when we are born again, we become a new man. We become a new self. We become a new creature in Christ. Now the nature of God, the life of God's in our spirits. And this man that's a new man is to be the dominant one. We are to listen to him because it's through this man, this inward man, this new man, this born again spirit, this new creation, through our spirits that God will guide us. That's where it's coming. Not through our souls, not through our minds, through our spirits. Now go back to our text here before we go further. Go back to our text here in Romans. For as many, Romans 8, 14, for as many as are led. So we can expect to be led, can't we? Or we could say led or guided, either one would be all right here. Remember Jesus talks about when the Holy Ghost comes, he'll guide you. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. No, we don't have to look to man for guidance. We don't have to go to some man for guidance. That's unscriptural. We all have the Spirit of God. Are you listening to me? I'll get into that a little further when, in, in our lessons here, particularly at Rhema, when I talk about the ministry of the prophet. We get into ministry gifts. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources that will change your life. So visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Right now, I want to tell you about this month's special offer. The book by Kenneth E. Hagan, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God Legacy Edition. It has never been more important to be able to discern the leading of the Spirit of God than it is today. With many voices, the voice of the world, the voice of the flesh, the voice of the enemy competing for our attention, it is imperative that we tune into the leading of God's Spirit. 
How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God Legacy Edition teaches you how to focus on the Spirit's leading in every area of your life. This book is only $14.95, and when you purchase the book, you'll receive a bonus, the book Soaring with the Eagles by Ken Hagen, absolutely free. This is an $8.95 value. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. We are going to be in Seekonk, Massachusetts in October. Yes. Now, you know, somebody said, well, uh, October is a little bit away. Well, it's not that far away. No, it is. It's just a, a few weeks, weeks yeah, yes. a couple, three weeks. And October at Seekonk, Massachusetts, October the 4th through the 6th at Faith Christian Center. Yes. Now, on Sunday evening, it'll be at 7 o'clock. Then on Monday, Tuesday, it will be at 10.30 and 7 That's PM. right. That's right. I'll and be speaking in the morning and yes, you'll be speaking, speaking at night. night. Then we're going to move over to Nanuet, New York mm -hmm. for October 7th through 9th. Wednesday at 7, Thursday and Friday morning at 10.30 a.m. you'll seven. be speaking. Mm -hmm. And Thursday and Friday night at 7, I'll be speaking at the Redeeming Love Christian Center. Hey, if, you, if you're in the area, those areas, if you got friends, hey, let them know about it so that they can come out and be a part. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagan on how you can be led by the Spirit of God. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org to purchase this teaching in a two-volume CD or MP3 set. Thanks for listening. That's next time on Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.